Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Pink Floyd on Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today and a high of 74. Tonight clearing, low of 53. And tomorrow looks pretty much the same as today. Partly cloudy and a high of 73. 55 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. John O'Brien's got the day off. Hopefully back tomorrow. We'll be talking to Scott Zolak after 8 o'clock today. Brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. We're talking about uh, the Patriots losing, Stefan Gilmar uh, leaving. A couple other things to talk about with Zolak, too. So there's that. Uh, Steve will be here. Dave Coons from Laser 99.3 will be here. And a whole lot more in between. It's 536 on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% 52 and the police on Rock 102. 73 uh, today and sunny. More of the same for tomorrow. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, I yeah, I know you just played that one from the police. Yeah. But uh, the one before that, I thought we could come out of that because I was like picturing myself on a tr- an L train in Chicago mm. uh, having sex with Rebecca DeMornay. Yeah, and no, I can totally see that. On a train where nobody was in a giant metro area like Chicago. Yeah, I've, I, I've been in Chicago plenty of times. There's never a point in the day in which a train is empty. Have you ever have you ever seen a, a two good-looking people on a Chicago L train having sex to Phil I've Collins never, in the air tonight? I've never seen two good-looking people on a train. Yeah, you know, that's Period. a good point, too. I mean, that's I a really good I point. don't know what it is about that form of transportation, but it does not necessarily... Uh, the commuter rails, at least, don't always bring out the best-looking people. Mm-hmm. Hey, Just, da- uh, Dave Coombs is here from Laser 99.3. And, uh, speaking of bad-looking people on a train, here, what, what, present, what, here I am. What's the other station we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Laser 99.3 and 98.5. Ah, 98.5. 98. That's, that's the one. The one. <laughs> I knew there was another one. Well, there's all sorts of sports that's going to be on Laser 98.5 this year, I guess. Uh, yeah. Celtics uh, and Bruins and stuff, so that's pretty cool. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? Are you are promoting you the? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? You become some sort of corporate whore all was, of a sudden? I was just saying where you were from. I wasn't saying, hey, can we have an advertisement about that station that nobody's heard of? I resent the fact you're calling me a corporate whore. I'm just a whore. No, period. Okay. Corporate and otherwise. Not not meant to be an insult. <laughs> hey, what do you say we hop yeah. right into some Hollywood trash with yeah. Steve Nagel? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg says dating younger men can be tiring because quote, there's a lot of information that you have to impart. Like when she once dated a younger guy and he didn't know Paul McCartney used to be in a band. <laughs> or, or didn't know that she used to be a comedian. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I, I, I can see her point. I don't see her dating all that much, though. How old is she now? She's got to be in her 60s. And, and how old was Ted Danson when they were with each other? Was he younger or was he the well, same she, age? She I was, think they were the same age. She was in her 30s. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, he must have been around the same age, right? Okay. All right. Ted Danson, mm-hmm. right? I guess. I don't know. You I asked mean, the question. I know. I'm, I'm answering well, I mean, the question. I, I, I think they're the same age. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know, we're all, I think we're all younger than she is. And I, 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 and I'm, I'm hoping that none of us are in, are in the sights of Whoopi Goldberg. I bet she has really bad breath, by the way. I'm just, I, it's just a I don't know. A I don't try not to judge. That's like, uh, I have a brother-in-law who was in the Granada War. You know, the one that lasted about 20 minutes. Yeah, right. And uh, every once in a while, he'll bring that up. And people were like, what the hell was the Granada War? <laughs> yeah, that was what, early '80s, and you know, did he have like a, a war medal or something? From yeah, that? I think uh, it lasted about an hour. He yeah. got shot in the foot. Did he really? Friendly fire. Yeah, and then if you give him a few beers, he'll take the shoe off and show you the wound. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Check that- this out. I got shot in Granada in the foot. 
With a what? A pellet gun? Wow, what a what a war hero. <laughs> he is a war hero. <laughs> uh, there's a website called WikiFeet where you can spend all kinds of time staring at pictures of female celebrities' feet. Hmm. Feet, not feet. Kim Kardashian recently discovered it and got excited when she had a, a, a perfect five-star rating. She must have had something to say. Well, she did release a statement. She said, oh, my God, the last time I had a five-star foot rating was when Ray J put the glass slipper into my moist bear claw and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. And Caitlyn? Nope. Caitlyn, no? uh, they're strange. What about Kanye? Nope. Kanye uh, is divorced. Oh, uh, he, he does no longer lives in the house anymore. Well, and do celebrities make money off of this by sending their pictures in and maybe in exchange for cash? I wonder if they can make money off of this deal. Uh, I don't think they can. I think this is uh, somebody just putting up pictures of people's feet. And then it's kind of like the uh, the idea. They were talking about it with Mark Zuckerberg the other day. He started this like hot or not kind of website. Right. Originally, Facebook was originally like this rating system. That's right. Thing. That's right. So I think that's exactly what this is. Rate the feet. I'd have to actually pay other people to take to take a look at the pictures of these tired old dogs. I don't know. I never understood the whole foot fetish thing. That never really... Uh, why? Dirty feet. Somebody's walking around in those piggies all well, day long. You know, there, there are some feet are there that are more attractive than others. Yes. I mean, there are some nasty, you know, club foot out there that uh, you know, would just make your head spin. Uh, back when Paris Hilton was out partying around the clock, her mom, Kathy, used to track her down by calling the city desk at the New York Post. Mm. She says, quote, yeah, usually they'd be able to track her exactly where she was. Well, they were that following is. her 24 hours a day. Well, yeah, and if, uh, but that's it. How is that? You your mom doesn't know where you are, but the New York Post does. Thank God that would never work here in Springfield. You'd never call the Republican looking for your, you know, for your loved ones. Is that, I never heard that uh, PSA for the rich people. Uh, it's 2 a.m. Do you know where your children are? Uh, call the New York Post if you need help, because we can find them. Well, page six especially, right? And page six, was the that was the origin of yeah, all those right. uh, celebrity sightings. Uh, Molly Ringwald. Remember I just said to you guys yesterday, we don't do enough stories about Molly Ringwald? We Dave, don't do I know enough. you weren't here with us yesterday, but We I don't do enough that. Ringwald stories. Molly Ringwald is struggling to show her 80s John Hughes movies to her woke daughter. Uh, <laughs> quote, I just don't know how I'm going to go through that, watching it with her and saying, how could you do that? Well, yep. your woke daughter should realize that times change, yeah. and uh, this is a different world than it was back in 1985. A lot of movies have changed. Stuff that was made back in those days couldn't get made today, and I'm going to prove that, by the way, in the sports cast coming up in just All a right. bit. Good enough. The uh, KISS Farewell Tour will end late next year, and Paul Stanley says that'll be it until we need more money. And then we'll go back on tour. Yeah, this has been uh, their fourth or fifth goodbye tour. How, how do these guys run out of money anyway? These they guys don't. They don't really run out of money. They just, uh, they just figure they don't have enough millions of mm. dollars. Uh, quote, you can play the beat. You can play beat the clock, but ultimately the clock wins. But he thinks KISS could continue without him because, quote, the band is so much more than music. Yeah, they're going to do just like they do with every other like big-name band. They'll put it into a corporation. It'll be none of the original members, and it'll be just a touring show that people can dress up uh, like Gene Simmons. You have two strangers dressed up as Ace Frehley and uh, Peter Chris. Uh -huh. I don't know if people would really know the difference, <laughs> except for real fans. That's it. Yeah, probably the real fans. The, the diehards would know. That's it. But... 
hey, you can still make money. Beach Boys do it all the time. You ever seen the mini Kiss guys, the midgets dressed up as, as Kiss? Uh, they're little people. Li- sorry, little people, yes. Have you ever seen them in a concert? I have uh, seen videos. They're mm-hmm. excellent. I-, I was at a concert of this one time. Don't don't ask me how I got there. but uh, Did you feel short shortchanged? <laughs> oh. the show? Hey. Uh, Rage Against the Machine was asked to give back half of their payment from the first Coachella Festival in 1999. It was so unsuccessful that the organizers lost a lot of money. Hey, uh. We know we gave you a deposit, uh, but could you give us half of that back? We kind of need to pay our mortgage this month. <laughs> I, Go I see think the guys from Kiss. I think the answer would be a big fat no. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, did they did they wind up paying it back or no? No, they never paid it back. Good for that. I wouldn't pay it back either. Oh, if you if that was under the contract saying that you had me scheduled for this thing, and uh, just because you lost a lot of money, that's not rage against the machine's fault. Doesn't mean we should be losing a lot of money. Renee uh, Zellweger is wearing a fat suit to play real-life convicted killer Pam Hupp for a new NBC series called The Thing About Pam. Pam is currently serving life for a 2016 mur- murder. Which one is this now? I don't know. Is the uh, is the fat suit totally necessary to the story? Uh, I guess she was a larger woman. But you really don't need to wear a fat suit. This woman is not that fat. Yeah, well, I believe Zellweger is pretty tiny. So, uh, you know, how could how could anybody who's uh, thin kill people? So basically, her wearing any type of fluff under her uh, sweater is going to be considered a fat suit. For yeah, that's right. Zellweger. That's right. Well, that's kind of stupid. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, running a professional football team isn't exactly the easiest thing in the world to do. That's why I've chosen not to buy one. On one hand, I could be facing having a head coach caught on video grabbing a fistful of female body parts just hours after losing your fourth straight game, just like Jacksonville head coach Urban Meyer did this week. Or you could be the team that trades away the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year like the Patriots did yesterday when they traded four-time pro bowler Stephon Gilmore to the Carolina Panthers. Now you might say, wait! You mean two-time All-Pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore is no longer a member of the Patriots? That's exactly what I'm telling you. I'm also about to tell you that they traded him for a six-round draft pick that they're not even going to see for another two years. Why? Well, it's like this. Stephon Gilmore was set to make $7 million this season. That's actually well below the fair market value of what he could be making somewhere else. Here's the problem. While both sides have tried to negotiate a better deal, neither side could come up to an agreement. The Patriots have also been saddled with salary cap problems, like they only have $54,000 to play with. And since they're still hoping to re-sign linebacker Jamie Collins for his third stint with the Patriots, and he's going to cost slightly more than $54,000 a year, trading Stephon Gilmore for what appears to be straight-up garbage would create nearly $6 million in salary cap space. And I think we can all agree that's probably for the best, even if it absolutely sucks. Because while no one likes to see a guy like Stefan Gilmore leave in exchange for something you can't even enjoy until the 2023 draft, sometimes a team doesn't have a whole lot of options. On the positive side, at least no one's grinded their junk on random ladies in a bar during a four-game losing streak. Given the choice, I'd almost rather free up the cap space. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Buttermilk biscuit, 
caramel apple. They all sound delicious, and they are. But they're two of the delicious colors of Clark and Kensington paint from Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington paint rates high in reviews and delivers a lot of coverage for your dollar. Get it today at the paint studio at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614. And Eddie Money on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, John O'Brien is not here, but Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is filling in. We uh, have Scott Zolak coming up later on. And also a, a pretty interesting interview with an uh, FBI investigator that was uh, featured on this Discovery uh, Plus investigation uh, that's called uh, Curse of the Chippendales. It's yeah. actually a really crazy story. And so it, we'll be talking to uh, Scott Gariola after 7. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great documentary about the, it, all the craziness that went along with the Chippendales. Yeah, and it, the murder and the sex. Yeah, it ain't just blood. about dudes uh, you know, flashing their junk in front of a bunch of drunken ladies. No, it's about uh, dudes uh, stabbing and shooting each other, too. Can, can you fast forward past the like male nudity if you want to watch it there and just watch the FBI stuff? Because there really is no male nudity. Okay, in it. it's just uh, it's kind of like the uh, the PG version. Well, you know, of, Dave, uh, uh, the human body really is a beautiful thing, yes. and uh, well, you know, who are we to judge whether it's unsightly or not? Some human bodies are better than others. I True. Think. <laughs> uh, do you guys like cats? No. Uh, I don't mind cats. I don't. Uh, I don't particularly like the cat boxes, though. I don't like cats, and I and I say that, and I want to uh, just make sure I say I would never do anything to hurt a cat or harm a right. cat. Right. I would. I just don't prefer cats. I wouldn't want one in my house. I don't. Uh, I, I don't want them really even around. You're a dog guy. Bingo. I am a dog guy. Yes, uh, dogs too. are more friendly. Yes. They're friendlier. They're uh, they, they get along with people better. It, it's it's a uh, it's a better relationship. I, I love how De Niro's character in uh, in the movie with uh, Ben Stiller tries to dispute that and poke holes in the theory oh, that dogs the, are better. That the dog, yeah. yeah. Well, they are better. I think dogs are better. They are. But that's, again, a personal preference. Yeah, right. you feel like. However, uh, I don't understand the people that own cats, why they're just allowed to roam freely wherever they want. What what's up with that? You mean like it, outdoor cats? Yeah, I don't even know if this uh, particular cat I'm going to be uh, talking about here is even an outdoor cat because it looks too pretty to be an outdoor cat. <laughs> so I got this uh, this cat hanging around my house. Sure, it's uh, coming by around like two three in the morning. I can see it on the camera. You know, the camera's picking up on the outside of the house. Mm -hmm. Right. And then uh, same with my neighbors. Well, the thing has been urinating itself. Uh, or urinating items on people's properties, and we don't know who the cat belongs to. And uh, I even put it up on one of them, uh, you know, Facebook uh, community groups. Right. And there's no uh, there's no cat DNA database. Well, there looks there appears to be a collar on the cat. But here's the thing: I'm not chasing a cat. I'm not gonna go try to trap a cat. I don't really want to be around the cat. Well, plus, the cat could mistake the ID check of the collar for affection. Hey, I like you. I'm going to hang around yeah, even more. Or, or worse, yeah. just gouges your eyes right. out with yeah. razor-sharp claws. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it looks like a really nice cat. But what is the deal with people just letting their cats roam wherever they want to? See, I uh, at one point uh, in my uh, previous existence, I had cats, mm -hmm. but they were not outdoor cats. They were indoor cats. They stayed inside. Which is perfect for a guy like me, because yeah. I don't like going outside either, right? Right. You know me. I repudiate nature in all of its forms. But uh, but to let a cat out, some people are 
are all about that because, you know, cats are uh, you know, natural hunters and all that other uh, happy horse crap. But uh, if they're urinating on things, yeah, that is the worst thing well, ever. It, it's like it's an a-hole cat is what it is, what it comes down to. Yeah. Is, uh, is the cat is an a-hole. Thinks it owns the whole na- damn neighborhood. And, uh, you know, I put the picture up on Facebook and then I had somebody reach out to me that lives nearby and said, uh, you know, uh, I can help you out with that. If you just hold on to the cat, I'll come over and get a some kind of chip reader or something. There's mm. chips inside of certain cats, I guess, to okay. identify where they are. And I'm like, you don't understand. I just don't want this cat around anymore. I don't want to have any interaction with the cat. The cat has already done enough damage to begin with. Right. I don't want to be around the cat. I just want it to go away. That's why I'm trying to find whoever owns this cat to keep it at their house. What the hell is wrong with people? Um, I don't understand with the, the cats just roaming the neighborhood. You've, uh, you still have the dog, right? Mm. <laughs> Dave, you got to see the pictures of this dog. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. um... Does Wally have any aggression towards cats? No. See, that's the thing. He won't even, you know, there was a woodchuck that came in the yard. He just wanted to play with. Yeah. But he's yeah. not, He's not like, barking at the window or, or anything like that when a cat comes into the front yard. I think he does because, again, this is happening very late at night. I think I've heard him a couple of times bark like he knows something's outside. But I but I don't, I don't see that camera thing right away. I got to go back and look. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, it could be any number of animals. I do live out in the wilderness, you well, know. Maybe you could rent a, a neighbor's dog that is aggressive toward cats. You know, just rent them for a couple of nights and then just kind of leave them outside well, when the cat comes by. Listen, I'm sure if the cat saw Wally, the cat would run away. For a lot of reasons. But it's not even about, I'm not trying to eradicate the cat. You just don't want him in your neighborhood. I don't want him in the neighborhood. And I don't understand why people who own cats feel like it's okay to let these things just roam around all the time. I, I, I don't know. You know, there are some things that cat owners do that I just kind of shake my head at. You know, letting them outside roam free when, you know, there's all kinds of diseases they could get uh, on the out, the, uh, in the outdoors you know, some people that have their cats declawed. I mean, that's that's basically maiming the cat. You know, there's all kinds of things that people do with their cats that just aren't, uh, you know, on the up and up. I have some other examples I'd care to, I, I wouldn't mind uh, sharing with you, but I think most of those stories are illegal. Yeah, I don't think you can tell those. Uh, I'm looking at a website that has 10 ways to get rid of stray cats. And yeah, there I mean, are a few there are a few good ones on here. Apparently, there is something called the Cat Outdoor ultrasonic device that emits some sort of signal and hmm. so hey for only yeah, 49.97 you're good for that i've also uh, been uh, told that one of the things that uh, that gets cats out of the way mm-hmm. uh would be like the sprinkling of uh coyote urine mm, there you uh, go. it gets like a freeze-dried urine uh, that you sprinkle around the area. How, well, cats how, don't dig that kind of thing. How am I supposed to hold the coyote down and get a urine sample? That I, that I haven't figured out yet, but I think you can buy it uh, in bulk, and I'm sure it's very expensive because, like like you say, it's you know getting that stuff can't be easy. But nevertheless, um, that works for a lot of different animals. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's there's deer urine, there's fox urine. I think the coyote stuff is the stuff that scares cats. Yeah. I know you guys are trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to figure out what is mentally wrong with people that they feel that they can leave their cat outside and go roam all hours of well, the night. Again, Steve, it's it's a everyone's got a different point of view about cats. I think what happens is is that these people who own these uh, outdoor cats don't really really 
care much for their cats. And, and see, that's the th- and to me that shows that shows me that you shouldn't even be having an animal if you're just going to let it roam around wherever it wants to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you can argue with me all day long about, well, it's a natural environment for the cat, because the cat needs to be outside, and that's a natural environment. Well, unless this is one of those cats that happens to be living with 900 other cats mm-hmm. crawling through the walls. Yeah, but see— then, it, And then you can't blame—you can't blame the owner. you got to blame the cat, because he's—or I mean, you, you can blame the owner, can't blame the cat. Cats just wanted to get away from all the uh, insanity of the house. Yeah, I, I just uh, if I think you're irresponsible to let cats just roam wherever you want them to. Call animal that's control. My, that's my personal opinion. If you don't like it, animal control. Have you, have you called? There's there no c- animal control in Huntington. Is, it, is there a cat <laughs> officer in town? The animal control is a state trooper with a nine millimeter pistol that will put the animal out of its misery. In- install a motion sensitive water sprinkler system. Yeah, I guess yeah. I could do that too. <laughs> I don't want to have to do again. We're getting away from the point of what I could do to get rid of cats. I, I, I I'm sure there's a million different. You things want to I eradicate do. the source of its freedom? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then there you yeah. go. No. Uh, do you know all of your neighbors? Uh, quite a few of them, and nobody on that stretch of road has a cat. I've asked them all. We, we've already discussed about the cat. How well do you trust their word? Maybe someone's lying about the cat. Maybe they got all kinds of cats and don't want you to know. Oh, there is that shifty one down <laughs> the street. That's uh, what I'm talking about. There's no, always it, there's always one shifty little bastard out there. Uh, but nobody, uh, you know, and I know most of the neighbors on that stretch of road, and I know that they don't have. Uh, I mean, I know some of them have cats, but they're house cats, and they're not in. They're not outdoor cats. Well, maybe this is a former domestic cat that has gained its freedom and has become an independent cat and is roaming around with the collar on. So maybe. <laughs> As he broke away from the prison chain yes. gang? Yes. Yeah. Could be a homeless cat, too. Yeah. Maybe a cat's just out there uh, you know, looking for work. You know, will purr for a kitten for, uh, for yeah. kibble. I don't know. I, I just, uh, I really don't have a lot of respect for people who let their cats just roam freely. Well, you know, I mean, the, legitimately, though, cats run the risk of, I believe it's uh, feline leukemia if they're outdoor cats. They have a higher risk of contracting uh, feline leukemia if they're outdoor cats. Wow. Oh, Dr. See? Bax, how do you know that? Because because a- when because when we had cats, we were asked right away, is this going to be an indoor cat or is this going to be an outdoor cat? And we said, well, we're uh, we're going to keep this cat indoors. And the, I believe the vet said, okay, good, because there's a higher risk of of other diseases that oh. you know they probably wouldn't get if they were indoors. Time to put your pussy cat on a leash. They're not real good leash animals. Well, they should be caged at least. <laughs> That's right. You're and right. out of my yard. Why do you have a couple of have a heart traps on your uh, your your front stoop? I was thinking about tattoo, and then I'm thinking no, because then I'm gonna catch a skunk or something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I I'm not looking to to disrupt uh, the ecosystem. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> well, looking. How much are you looking I, to get? I just don't want this cat in my yard anymore, and I don't understand why people can't keep their animals inside. And this has been going on for months. This isn't just a one one off incident. It's six twenty five with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred and two. Freedom Credit Union six twenty nine with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred and two. John is uh, out today. Dave Coombs from Laser ninety nine three is sitting in. Present. Uh, we're talking to Scott Zolak after eight o'clock and after seven. Uh, Scott uh, Gariola. He is a, a former FBI investigator. Is a brand new 
uh, documentary on Discovery Plus called The Curse of the Chippendales. It is a wild story. And we'll be talking to him just after 7 o'clock. It's like a Scott day. We're having Scott at 7 and Scott at 8. You're right. I bet you that cat's name is Scott, too. Wouldn't be surprised if that's mm-hmm. true, Steve. Hey, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. So one day, uh, this boss of a company approaches his secretary, right? Yes. He says he wanted to have sex with her. And naturally, she said no, but the boss responded that, uh, I'll make it very quick. I'll throw $1,000 on the floor, and by the time you bend down and pick it up, I'll be done. Hmm. Okay? Wow. Okay. Deal. So she thinks about this for a moment. Then she decides to call her boyfriend and uh, tell him the proposition. And her boyfriend's like, Take it. And he goes, Ashley, ask him for $2,000, bend down, pick it up as fast as you can, and he won't even have time to undress himself. So she agrees and proposes this to her boss, who also agrees. The boyfriend hangs up, and he's laughing all his way all the way to the bank. Oh, man, I can't wait to get that money when we get home, right? Half an hour goes by, and the boyfriend still hasn't heard anything back, so he decides to call the girlfriend. And she answers the phone. He goes, hey, what happened? And she goes, that bastard used quarters. Stop! <laughs> it took her forever to pick up the coins, and he finished ten times over before she had it done. I love coin jokes. <laughs> right in the coin purse is where he put them. Yeah! Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 34 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Health New England. They're here for you every step of the way. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Springfield Water and Sewer Commission says it has notified its customers that drinking water samples have exceeded the maximum contaminant level for haliocectic acids, or HA5. Um, what's, uh, what happens to you when you drink that stuff? Does, uh, it, does it say? And I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. According to the commission, sample results taken on September 2nd indicated the average level for HA5. At uh, seven of the eight sample locations exceeded the maximum contaminant level of 60 parts per billion, or right, which is established by the mass dip. The increase in natural organic matter in the raw water and necessary chlorine dosages contributed to the elevated ha five levels in the distribution system from the sampling conducted. It's too bad we don't have an intern to uh, test that water out and uh, get an answer to the question you just asked. Yeah, right. Well, we don't have, uh, you know, quick access to springfield uh, water but mm. yeah as someone uh, i told you uh, someone who has been contaminated by bad water in the past that's the last thing that you want <laughs> i'm telling you where, where was the water that contaminated you where was that from there was a uh, a cryptosporidium outbreak in uh was in milwaukee okay in the 90s okay and a couple hundred thousand people had uh, explosive results mm-hmm. as a result of it and there was like a boil uh, like a uh, a, a boiling water uh, you know, mandate for a couple of weeks. You ever, yeah, if you wanted to drink water, you had to boil it first. But you didn't, and you, or you didn't get the update fast enough. Well, and, I mean, I thought, but come on. Oh, please. you ignored the warning. I'm not going to boil every every <laughs> glass of water for uh, for everything I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result of it, uh, this parasite grew and bloomed. And you apparently didn't drink enough alcohol because alcohol supposedly kills those parasites. That's what I thought too, but yeah. little did I know that's not the case. Yeah, that's not true. That's not scientific. It's not. 
Uh, based on the available information, the long-term consumption of high five in drinking water above the MCL may increase the risk of certain types of cancer, bladder, colon, or rectal. Hmm. Yeah, what's the big deal, right? It's only bladder, colon, and rectal cancer. Nothing to be too concerned about. No, I think that'd be something to be very concerned about. Uh, if you're uh, concerned about your exposure to ha five, and you, uh, your suggestion is to use bottled water for drinking or preparing beverages, right. and then you can cook the rest of it, and uh, it'll be okay. How many A's, by the way, are in that ha five? Two. Two. Okay. H-A-A-A-5. Okay. But you pronounced it correctly. H-A-A-5, okay. not checking. H-A-A-A-5. <laughs> it's H-A-A-5. Gotcha. Ha-5. Mm-hmm. Ha-5. Ha. What else you got? Oh, I got uh, <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff. Hey, uh, you know, I, I see this article on uh, 22 News this morning. Yes. How can, I kids, how can I keep my kids safe on Instagram? Here's an idea. Don't let them have it. That could be a... Alternative solution. Yeah, I, I was uh, watching this video uh, yesterday, which I thought was, uh, you know, they're doing this whole congressional thing and they're trying to find out, uh, you know, what's going on, like the Instagram and all this uh, hooey. And then they have, uh, you know, Richard Blumenthal questioning uh, this woman about uh, from Instagram about uh, a Finsta. Now, uh-huh. a Finsta is, so that most people understand, it's not a product that Instagram offers. It's just another account mm-hmm. that anybody can get, anybody can sign up for. It's not anything new. It's just another account. It's like mm-hmm. another profile. And uh, he was demanding that they uh, cancel the Finsta product offered <laughs> by Instagram. And the woman is like yeah. saying, um, it, it's, 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 not not, it's not a product. Yeah. It's like... It's like if you wanted like two memberships of something. That's and he he just wasn't getting it. Like he didn't. He, no matter how well she tried to explain what this wasn't, he wasn't getting it at all. They needed a social media translator for these uh, elderly. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think that maybe maybe Congress doesn't really no. understand it well enough mm-hmm. to start imposing restrictions on it. I mean, in, in order to try to uh, regulate it, you kind of need to know what it does first. Yeah, that would be a, a I think it would be very helpful. piece of information. Yes. Uh, but uh, I was watching, it was John Oliver had that clip on of Blumenthal. And he kept asking and asking over and over again, well, can't you just get rid of that? And she's like, you don't understand. Like, it's, it's, a, it's somebody making another account. It's not uh, a thing. Yeah. It's just a term for what we call this thing. And then they, like, freeze frame his aide that's sitting right next to him with the eyes rolling back into his head. <laughs> and he's like, and here's the face of, a, of an aide that has to explain to an old man later tonight yeah. what Finsta is. <laughs> hey, it's going to happen to one of us uh, one of these days. Oh, no, it's, listen, it's already happened to us uh, already. But it's, it's just, you know, once you understand it, you don't. You don't ask the boss stupid questions about it. No. So this uh, this article goes on to uh, they're talking about the whistleblower yesterday. For many parents, revelations this week from whistleblower Francis Hogan shows uh, showing internal Facebook studies of the harms of Instagram for teenagers only intensified concerns about the popular photo sharing app. Uh, the the patterns that children establish as teenagers stay with them for the rest of their lives. Hogan said in the Senate testimony on Tuesday. The kids who are bullied on Instagram, the bullying follows them home. It follows them into their bedrooms. The last thing they see before they go to bed tonight is someone being cruel to them. Uh, Kids are learning that their own friends, people who they care about, are cruel to them. So 
They're telling you to set limits and do all these things. The best thing is to not have it at all. And I know that's hard to do for a lot of people, is to drop it. It's, it's, it's hard to do, but even if you allow it, you've got to regulate it. You've got to be following your kids. You gotta, and the kids need to know that. So if they're going to do something stupid or something bad is going to happen, you should be paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, you definitely should, but a lot of people don't because they use that uh, social media thing as, oh, the kid's just being a kid. You don't know what your kid's doing. No, it, you, it's, 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 it's much more complicated But than it's that. like, where do you draw the line? Like, I haven't, uh, I haven't done anything where I'm putting a tracking app or anything on, on a phone, which you can do that. And you can see all the conversations that they're having. I don't feel like that invasion of privacy is necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's more of like being aware of what they're doing. I know parents who have done this. Dave, I don't know if you've, uh, I mean, your kids are a little bit older, but I, mm -hmm. I know parents that have done it. And what they found was that the conversations that their kids were having mm -hmm. were impossibly dull. And the, they even stopped like, I, I can't, I can't follow this one more second. My, my kid is the most boring child in America. Well, they're dull up until the point when they're not, and then there's something that you miss because yeah. you give up on monitoring your kid's know, social it, media, right? It's almost to the point where you wish your kid would say something controversial. Uh, I'm proud of my son, who's he'll be 35 this year, actually, and he gave up on Facebook about 10 years ago. He said, this is crap. I'm getting rid of my account. But, I'm but, like, yeah. But also, you got to remember, he's from a different generation, yes. according yeah. to these kids, because mm -hmm. these kids, that's all they right. know. 35. Yeah. I mean, God, he's, the kid's ancient. Though, right? I know, right? If your uh, travel plans include heading through the center of Sunderland today, mm, well, was no. supposed to, <laughs> you might want to allow for some extra time. An ongoing road milling operation near the intersection of North Main and School Streets is likely to create difficulty for traffic merging at the intersections of Route 116 and 47. So the five people affected by that should be aware of it. Yeah, so don't go that way. Just stay out of Sunderland. It's that's not probably, that hard to do. That's probably the best advice I could give anybody. <laughs> On any given day. Hey, you got any good tips? Yeah, stay out of Sunderland. Don't ever go there. Don't ever, ever go there. Uh, let's see. Uh, some lady near Cleveland uh, caught her mailman peeing in her on her mailbox last month. Not in it. On it. And it wasn't the first time he'd done this. On the box or the post that holds it? On the box. Mm. She recently moved into a new apartment, and, and her landlord told her there was an ongoing issue with a mailman who wouldn't stop peeing on their mailboxes. That's a powerful stream if he's hitting up high where the box is. I yeah. mean, think uh, about yeah. that. I mean, that's a lot of arc. That's impressive. Uh, when she saw him do it, she confronted him. He hadn't even zipped up yet, so his junk was just hanging out. It's not clear if he peed on the base of the mailbox or farther up the post, but he started yelling at her and poured out a water bottle, apparently to wash away the pee. <laughs> so the uh, she called the police, who tracked the mailman down, and before they even asked him a question, he told them he just spilled his water bottle. So that seemed a little suspicious. He denied the whole thing and called the allegation crazy, but the cops said the mailbox still smelled like urine and cited him for public indecency. You know, I think that's always been the problem uh, with me and why I've never considered a job at the post, uh, at the post office. Because you couldn't pee freely? Yeah. I mean, if I'm, you know, delivering uh, you know, mail and packages and stuff like that, sometimes I'm going to have to um, deliver a post. Yeah. I you know mean, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and, uh, after a while, I may be walking up and down the street or, you know, you know driving that little Jeep thing. At some point, I'm going to well, have to relieve myself, and you can't go knocking on doors and say, hey, mind if I use your bathroom? 
I know you can't go knocking on doors, but don't you think you could find a place that's more inconspicuous than right on the mailbox? Is there not a tree nearby? Well, is there without, not a... without a schematic of the neighborhood, it's hard to know exactly where this mailbox is. Well, if this is a habitual urinator who does this all the time mm-hmm. and and told uh, a tenant was told, hey, yeah, this is a mailman that pisses over the... Uh, <laughs> Over the mailbox. That's your P-mail right there. I got your P-mail. P-mail. I like that. We'll take 25 bucks off the rent every month just for the inconvenience. <laughs> Look, I was drunk, too, right? Is that what the bottom line is? Well, that's the thing. Like, how, how uh, can you not control yourself that much that you need? You feel the need to urinate on a bunch of mailboxes? Obviously, you've never been really drunk. All right. Yeah, it's a hot day, and you're trying to hydrate, and all of a sudden, yeah. you got the, I mean, you got an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Wait until you're... You're done with your route? No, you got to get out of that Jeep and uh, let her rip. This is probably the guy who lets his cat roam freely around <laughs> neighborhoods, Wouldn't too. be surprised, Steve. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at Rock 102. And Eric Clapton at Rock 102. Oh, uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 73. More of the same for tomorrow. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Football uh, season continues in New England this Sunday. Coors Light and Rock 102 giving someone a chance to win $5,000. Join Pat Kelly and the road crew outside Tap Sports Bar at MGM this Sunday from noon to 2 as New England takes on Houston. If the game's opening kickoff is run back for a touchdown, someone will win $5,000. And if there's a team that deserves to have a touchdown run on them in the opening kickoff, it would be the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of other prizes from Coors Light and Rock 102. Come watch the game at TAP at MGM Springfield, and you can win five grand from Coors Light and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Kicker's going to get booed if he boots that thing through the end zone, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, that's listen, it doesn't happen very often, but occasionally it does happen, mm-hmm. and occasionally it would be nice to see someone yeah. at one of these events Win uh, $5,000. Uh, next hour, we're going to talk to uh, Scott uh, Gary Old. Oh, no, Gary. Uh, Scott is a, a, a former FBI investigator, and there's a wild new documentary on Discovery Plus called Curse of the Chippendales. No, it is not just about dudes uh, waving their junk in front of a bunch of screaming drunk ladies for a bachelorette party. The, uh, the backstory of this is... The owners of Chippendales are involved in all kinds of shady uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Gariola is one of the investigators. It's an amazing story. We'll be playing our interview uh, with him in just a few minutes. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I got something for you here. I know you did Hollywood trash last hour, but um, that investigator, and by the way, the audio I have is going to be for next hour, but that investigator you just mentioned, you should stick him on the case between Katie Couric and her former nanny. Did you guys cover this or not? With her nanny? No. Yeah, so apparently uh, there's a little feud going on between the former Today Show host Katie Couric and her nanny, her former nanny. She apparently criticized the nanny, so the nanny is firing back now. This woman named Nancy Posneck says she worked for Katie, and she says it was like nannying a, quote, teenage boy. She claims Katie Couric picked her nose and wiped it on a pillow. All right. Well, I've done that. Wore dirty underwear. I've done that. And drank directly out of milk cartons. Now, that's not so bad, I've right? Done. We've, come on. Right. I've, I'm, I've, done, I've hit all three. <laughs> Here, here's Whoa. You, are you saying that Katie Couric is a human being? Right. <laughs> but, but here's the kicker one right here. Was NBC paying for that? <laughs> the former nanny says 
Couric once while she rented Billy Joel's beach house on Martha's Vineyard, mm-hmm. sniffed his shorts. <laughs> now, if there's any rock star you're not going to sniff the shorts of, I think it's Billy Joel. I mean, come on. Well, there's probably a lot of uh, uptown girl in there, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> a little extra DNA? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you were in the house of somebody famous, you'd probably do things around the house that you wouldn't want everybody to know about, right? Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be sniffing underpants, but I mean, I might like consider, you know, looking through like a like a medicine cabinet right. or, you know, short sheeting a bed sure. and putting saran wrap on the toilets, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. But uh, it seems like this person has a little bit of sour grapes going on. Well, because Katie Couric publicly criticized her. So she's she's, oh, yeah, well, I got some stuff on Katie Couric you'll be interested in hearing. See, that just sounds like a a lady with a chip on her shoulder. You know, it's like, okay, uh, you said a couple bad things about me. Yeah, well, take this. Here's a few things I've made up on the spot. You know, uh, it would be different if she was like, well, yeah, Katie Couric used to do lines of coke right off the baby stroller. You know, like, you know, that would be, okay, whoa, 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 what's going on over at the Couric residence? But she's picking her nose and Wiping wearing dirty on underwear and yeah. smelling Billy Joel's uh, yeah, I mean, these glass are, house, these, if you will. These are the things that make Katie Couric very human. She make that makes her almost like one of us, except for the underpants uh, smelling. I can't, uh, I can't condone that. Right. But everything else on the list, I'm all for it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Smells like the river of wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what she said when she got it? <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> I could go all day with I that. know you could. It's 6.58 or Rock 102. If you need a job with flexible hours, boy, how... Your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, for all you dopes who are under the impression that baseball is some sort of slow-moving snooze fest, let me assure you... That over the last two nights, these wild card games have been fantastic. Not only did you have the Red Sox obliterate the hapless New York Yankees the other night to advance into the American League Divisional Series with Tampa, but last night you had the L.A. Dodgers advance past the St. Louis Cardinals, who not so long ago were on a 17-game winning streak. Then suddenly busting the game wide open last night with some thrilling ninth-inning heroics. Now you might say, but actually that's... National League wildcard stuff. We couldn't possibly care what other teams are doing. We're only concerned with how these games affect us on a personal level. Well, I can understand your apathy because under normal circumstances, I wouldn't care either. But when you got two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning and things are tied up at one run apiece, the only thing that really matters is getting the game over with as soon as possible. That's when Dodgers center fielder Cody Bellinger, whose impressive 165 batting average, draws a walk off a Cardinals reliever Alex Reyes, and then Dodgers left fielder Chris Taylor, with his tepid 254 batting average, drills a walk-off two-run home run to end the game. That is exciting stuff right there. Because not only do you send the Dodgers into the divisional series this Friday against the San Francisco Giants, who are a much better team, you also spare millions of baseball fans around the country from having to endure the torturous exercise of watching a crucial one-game series go into extra innings. Maybe in my younger days, I could have interrupted my very important sleep schedule for a game I have no real interest in. But at the age of 55, there's not enough coffee with my 15% off senior citizen discount to make up for that sort of loss. Plus, you're talking about the game being won by two of the most unreliable players in the lineup. Tell me that Mookie Betts or Albert Pujols wins the game? Nobody would be surprised. Tell me that these two chumps wind up winning the game? All of a sudden, I find 
I almost seemed to care without any real emotional involvement in the outcome. And to be honest, I found that to be kind of refreshing. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have you used the visualizer at the paint studio in Rockies? Wicked cool. You can select a scene or upload your own photo to see what the paint color on the little chip actually looks like in the real world. Cool stuff. Try the visualizer at the paint studio today at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 713 and you too. On Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, going to look exactly the same way. Uh, it's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, John is off today. He'll hopefully be back uh, tomorrow. Dave Coombs has been uh, filling in. We'll be talking to Scott Zolak uh, next hour. Brought to you by the uh, the Leo Auto Group. Uh, there's a new documentary series. Is it a series or just a, like a one-episode documentary it's a one-off documentary a a one-off documentary on discovery plus called curse of the chippendales now you would think well that's just going to be about uh you know dudes shaking their business uh in front of drunk ladies at a bachelorette party it ain't about that at all this is a this is a very complicated uh crime documentary it's a four-part documentary so it's one documentary separated into four hours Okay, so it's a so documentary it's, it's series. A docu-series. Gotcha. Not really quite a series, but not quite a documentary. It's a little bit of both. All right. Where I maybe we're just are we splitting hairs here? Maybe we're overthinking this. Maybe whole we're thing. overthinking yeah, it. But anyway, Scott Gariola is an FBI a former FBI investigator. He's a part of uh, of breaking the story when it happened. It's actually a very fascinating uh, story and uh, Scott's on the phone right now. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good. I can you hear me well? How's it sound? Uh, you sound uh, terrific. All right. You, thanks. You sound fantastic. You sound like you could be auditioning for the Chippendales. <laughs> uh, hard, hardly. Uh, <laughs> what years ago? You know, I watched this uh, this preview of this uh, the, the documentary the other day, and what a crazy, crazy uh, story. Yeah, and uh, it's something else, isn't it? It, you know the the jealousy and the greed and uh, and and the men wanting to stay in power of this whole thing. How did you yeah. get involved in this? Where where was the point where they called in the FBI? Because you were an FBI well, agent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm retired now. But uh, yeah, some individual called Strawberry walked into our office in Vegas and said, "I, I got to tell you about a, a plot, a conspiracy to kill these people over in England." And, yeah, once it all was unpacked, unraveled, uh, it turned out that the people, the intended targets, were this group called the Men of Adonis, who just happened to be a rival dance group made up of former Chippendales players. Um, And they were direct competition with Chippendales. So, you know, it took us a while. We had to get that guy from Vegas to make a phone call to, you know, the guy who hired him here in California. And uh, once we got him on tape, we were able to arrest him and, it took him a while to cooperate, but eventually he came in, spilled you know, spilled his guts, and told us not only about this intended conspiracy over in London in '91. He went back to the '70s about some arsons, <laughs> and then the mid '80s, and then he you know he dropped a big bombshell that yeah he was uh, he was the one who hired the actual hitman that so, killed uh, the, the business partner. And, and and Steve Banerjee, who was the founder of uh, the yep. Chip the, the Chippendales, all of this stuff was tied to him. But I, I was really at a, impressed, in a way, of how smart he was by 
oh. you're not having conversations with people, knowing right. that he was probably going to be uh, be wiretapped, and just right. writing notes down and then destroying right. the notes afterwards. Right. Well, he was smart. And the, the first respect is that he never got his hands dirty. He hired, you know, our infor- eventual informant Ray Cologne. And then once he knew Ray was arrested, then he, you know, he knew, he suspected, I believe, in his heart of hearts that Ray was cooperating. But, you know, he wanted so badly to be reassured by Cologne that now, you know, Cologne was going to, you know, be on his side and not turn him into the government. And that's why he agreed to meet us. You know, uh, if you watch it, you'll see he agrees to meet us overseas in Europe, and that's how we eventually make the case. This is uh, Scott Gariola, former FBI special agent, uh, and you, you you can see the series on uh, on uh, Discovery Plus, uh, Curse of the Chippendales. You know, what's, what's amazing about it is, you know, you have this story that is so, you know, the depth of, of this story is so deep that you, you're, I'm kind of surprised that it's taken until 2021 before someone decided to really make this into a, into a TV show because it, I don't know if, it, if it's because the production just took so long or just took so long to just get everyone's story straight. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a little wondrous to me as well. I mean, I did some uh, some TV stuff early on, you know, with, uh, I forget the name of the shows, but they were all, you know, docudramas like that, you know, maybe one-hour specials. But, yeah, it wasn't, I, you know, since I retired, it, you know, it was not my doing, believe me. I was just answering the phone. Hey. Uh, when it came not, it came calling. But yeah, and Scott, crazy, not, isn't it? not once during those interviews did you say, "Hey, I got this great Chippendale story," <laughs> <laughs> well, and they were like, "No, no, nobody wants to hear about the Chippendales. Nobody cares about yeah, those are the Disney characters. No, 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 the, the Chippendales. The guys that take their clothes off. I get this great story." Oh, you mean uh, uh, Chris Farley? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Those right, two right. guys, right? Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, not quite. so when you're when you're hearing about this this story, I mean, I, I, there has to be whenever you're investigating a, a story about a, a business, which you know everyone has a certain per, you know, perception of. Are you? Is there a certain amount of disbelief even from from you? I mean, a, a, an FBI agent about how deep this goes. I mean, at what point do you realize, hey, this is just a whole lot deeper than we expected it to be? Well, I'll tell you, once, you know, once we got Cologne out and started corroborating everything he was telling us, um, and then we, we found out that uh, this guy Banerjee was actually paying Cologne to be quiet, giving him lawyer's fees. I mean, that was the big clue right there. I mean, eventually we, we counted up nearly a quarter million dollars that Banerjee, the owner of Chippenhouse, paid our informant just for hush money. So, you know, we, we knew once we recovered some of the money early on, uh, we, we knew there was something to it. And, you know, but we had two issues. We had one, you know, Cologne was been arrested and Banerjee knew that. So we had to get him on tape. And then we had the actual hitman, the guy that pulled the trigger and killed uh, Nick Denoyer, the business partner in New York. And we had to find him, locate him and get him on tape. Uh, so it was like two separate investigations under the same case. But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, but once you corroborate and start, you know, hey, Ray's not, Ray's not lying to us. He's telling us the truth. And, and such That's a when, you know, it was our job. And such a crazy story that it, this was all about the jealousy of Banerjee and having his choreographer go and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the other group that was uh, that that Adonis. was the, Adonis. Yeah, Adonis. they they How were another another male review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know all about it. Uh, <laughs> well, now he does. But they were the other group that that was in competition with the Chippendales, right. and this Banerjee was just 
it, he was just enraged that anybody would try to step on uh, his toes and uh, yeah. just the cr- yeah, the well, lengths that this guy went to. Arsons. I mean, he he had this Cologne character doing Arsons back in 1979, before Chippendales became Chippendales, really, and just to burn down competing nightclubs in L.A. He had him try two unsuccessful arsons uh, from 79 to 84, then a murder, and then a murder for hire and for the event of a dance. And he wanted a doctor killed and his 12-year-old son, who he perceived screwed him on a business deal. And ruthless, <laughs> you know, a couple of the seven deadly sins here. He got envy and he got greed. And he had them both, and he just they drove him, made him crazy and ruthless. And you got guys in banana hammocks uh, shaking their asses all over the place. That's another aspect <laughs> well, of the story. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't have to see any of that live. Fortunately, when we got involved, both of the clubs, the New York and L.A. club, were both closed. Ah. Just, the, hey. just a touring show. <laughs> you didn't have to go undercover as a soccer mom in the <laughs> club? And, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I passed. Nah, you right. could have lost a lot of sweaty dollar bills that way. <laughs> Scott Gariola is a, a former FBI agent. You can check out the uh, the series. It's now a streaming Discovery Plus, uh, The Curse of the Chippendales. Amazing story. Scott, we appreciate yeah. the time today, and uh, and best of luck with the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. You, you bet. Uh, Scott Gariola with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's uh, just about 726 of Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Dave Coons from Laser 99.3 is filling in for uh, for John today. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow more of the same. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Watching this video yesterday, this uh, anti-vaxxer out in uh, California. Mm-hmm. She's like yelling and screaming and yeah, it's killing you. And then she uh, she calls out asking why. How come more homeless people aren't dead in the street because of COVID? And then there's this homeless guy in the background and he goes, because I'm vaccinated, you dumb bitch. Wow. <laughs> but he doesn't say bitch. He uses the F word. Which, oh. Uh, oh, really? Which is which was even better. Well, I that's just even, can't that's, say that. That's terrific. Uh, but it was just like. Duh. Yeah, well, you listen, uh, you know, the homeless can be vaccinated, too. You don't necessarily have to have an address. Yeah, and the great thing about the homeless is they don't have any worry about it, the FCC violations or anything like no, that. They can no. say whatever they want. They let the expletives fly. I just like I just like hearing the guy yell from the sideline, like, because I'm vaccinated, you dumb bitch! Good time. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us in just a little while. The, uh, the Patriots are going to be taking on Houston this Sunday. Uh, that should be a win, and we'll be talking him about uh, what happened with uh, with Tampa and a bunch of other stuff. It's 727. News is next on Rock 102. September means fall in New England. 731 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering free down payment coupon valued at $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Our long national nightmare is over. The Springfield City Council has granted a 2 a.m. closing for the drive-thru at McDonald's in the South End. Ah. Yes! It's about time. Can't tell you how often I'm out there. The at, South End, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Say, man, what I wouldn't do for a big 20-pack of McNuggets. At 1.55. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You're like, oh, man, I wish there was something open. Oh, the Golden Arches. 
and the best part of Springfield is open. Let's go. <laughs> Does the food take a drop in quality at that time? By the way, McDonald's. I've never. I don't think I've ever uh, had uh, McDonald's, or is it just it's consistent no matter what time you, you, you go? Uh, you've never had McDonald's or late no, night McDonald's. No, late, 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 oh, late, yeah. late, late night McDonald's is uh, not as good as the daytime I would think, McDonald's. Right? Yeah. yeah actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you because oh, I think because well, I, I think what happens. I I can only speak for myself. Around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, when I'm uh, famished and I'm really worried about wasting away, um, I don't even, it, it doesn't even matter what I'm putting in my mouth mm-hmm. most of the time. I'm willing to. Well, uh, I'm would you willing like to go out this Friday? <laughs> well, Steve, that's uh, neither here nor there, nor will I be here or there. But, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, my bar of expectation does not rise at two o'clock in the morning it's actually it actually comes down a few nights. so it's not that the food is any different it's just your expectations are different i have no expectations at two o'clock in the morning i'm just looking for a place that's open i remember uh you know uh, being a youngster going out uh, after the bars closed and heading to a mcdonald's drive-thru right waiting forever for the food to cook because the people that are working at a McDonald's at 1 o'clock in the morning don't want to be there. Right. In fact, you could probably talk them into sliding. Hey, give me a few extra McNuggets. They probably would do it. The overnight employees. I don't know there, about that. See, there, are, there are people working at McDonald's at 11 o'clock in the morning who don't want to be there. Well, <laughs> yes, but I, it, there's something about the 1 a.m. where uh, you're watching all these drunks go by going, I could that could be me. That could be me out there. <laughs> I could be out there. I could be the drunk guy ordering the 20 McNuggets. But uh, a few years ago, I, I told you this story. Uh, a few years ago, I, I went to a Dave Matthews concert and uh, smoked a big fat joint because that's what you do, you know, when in Rome. Sure, smoking right. Smoking joints and playing hacky sack and <laughs> contemplating my life's bad decisions, like being at a Dave Matthews concert. Did you wear one of them big uh, drug rugs over your shirts? No, I didn't But we brought in the vape pens so you could, you know, oh, use yeah. the vape, so it wasn't quite a joint. But it's still high. But after that wears off, you get kind of hungry, right? Mm-hmm. So true. So I, uh, I went with a bunch of people. I dropped my friends off, and then I, uh, before I get on the Mass Pike in Ludlow, I stop at the, uh, at the McDonald's mm-hmm. right there. And uh, I ordered, uh, all I wanted was French fries. This is a poor, uh, you know, uh, weed hungover man. And you just spent hungry. money on those tickets, too. I spent money on the, no, I don't think I did. I think I got them for free. Go, all anyway, right, nonetheless. Uh, but uh, either way, I, um, I'm hungry, and I go to the McDonald's, and I all I ordered was a, a large French fry. That's it. Uh-huh. Just a large French fry. And I get to the window, and I this is like... Uh, this is like maybe 10 of 12, right? Okay. I didn't realize they closed at midnight. But nevertheless, they said pull up to the window. So I get up to the window, and she says, fries aren't quite done yet. Could you pull up to that little spot, you know, up sure. ahead? Yep. Fine. So I'm waiting there, and I am uh, I was like, I'll just put it in park. I'll start playing on uh, Facebook or something, you know. And okay. I'm like... It's been like Uh-oh. six minutes Uh-oh. already. This is uh, taking quite a while for French fries to be done. And then uh, all of a sudden, all the lights start going <laughs> off in the oh, building. Oh, come on. Wow. Right? And I'm like, hey, what the hell? You start banging on the door and say, let me in. Yeah, well, I start pounding on the door and I said, open up the door, bitch. This is Uber Goober with the green teeth. Let me in. So I backed up to the window. Yeah. And I start knocking on the window. Yeah. And the lady's like, we're closed. And I'm like, 
my French fries. <laughs> and then she realizes there's a bag sitting there oh. with a piping hot French fries uh, sitting right in the bag. Oh. And I'm like, uh, did nobody notice that there was a customer sitting outside mm. of the drive-thru? There was even a cop that came through the way after the lights had turned off and didn't even uh, give me a look. Really? He just went right through. Like, oh, this is part of my rounds. I'm just going here. Plenty of other crime and love that I'll be dealing with right But you now. got your French fries. I eventually got the French fries, Good. but it was just like, w- uh, what's going on? And the worst part is they weren't fully cooked. Or they weren't like, they were cooked, but they were like soggy. Uh, like they yeah, had, uh, yeah. like, like they had been cooked and then somebody said, you know what? I don't feel like opening up another bag of frozen French fries. I'm just going to take these ones that have been sitting here all night and pop them back in the grease. Well, they, and, uh, I mean, you could have gotten a big... You know, large stack of frozen French fries where they, you know, they're like they've been cooked, but like for seconds, and there's still ice crystals in the potato. Yeah, uh, that's that's even. I don't know what's worse. Yeah, the I mean, soggy I've, French fry or the uncooked. I think French I had fry. those in like a like a high school cafeteria once. Yeah, I, I was just uh, I was denied by yeah, the McDonald's to get those uh, those French fries. That's rugged. How could you close the restaurant knowing that there's somebody sitting there, uh, right in front of the window? It wasn't like I was. So far away from the door, I was right there by the the delivery door. What's the statute of limitations on that? Maybe you got a lawsuit still. Who knows? I don't think I have a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. I just think I have uh, people who really didn't care about uh, this poor guy who just came from a Dave Matthews concert. I think he'd have more of a case if the fries never came. True. You know, he didn't get them. Eventually, he got the fries, and so they, you know, they were able to cure their error. But you know, had the fries just been inaccessible and you had no you had to like wait until they opened up at 6 a.m to get those fries then you'd have a case only if you had a receipt still did you get a receipt uh you wouldn't know you were a dave matthews concert and you were stoned so probably smoke the receipt anyway i i, I don't smoke that too uh the vote was 10-3 inside joke the uh vote was 10-3 to support the special permit for the drive through which includes 16 conditions negotiated by the South End Citizens Council. Is it even worth it? To 16? Have... Con- what kind of conditions were they talking about? All right, about? you ready? Yes. drive through hours are 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. Okay. So you can't be open from 2 to 5. McDonald's is responsible for litter and trash within one block, including both sides of Main Street. What? Come on. Really? How is it somebody else's problem a block away are you going to send a McDonald's employee at 2 o'clock in the morning across the street? No. No. Not no. Uh, Hell no. McDonald's will deal immediately immediately with loiterers, and loitering uh, will be addressed by security and police if needed. I believe it's going to be the police. I would think so. Because I can't imagine a McDonald's employee going, hey, you want to go tell that guy uh, with the big knife in his hand and probably the gun in his waistband to get off our property? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll do that. <laughs> and what, I, what, is Grimace doing the security now? <laughs> I believe uh, the Hamburglar. Uh, he's they can't be trusted. No, he's changed sides. He's, uh, you know, working for them now. I did appreciate the <clears throat> Jay Giles reference there, Whammer Jammer, by the way. That was very nice. Uh, the what? The Whammer Jammer. The Whammer. Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I just wanted to let you know I didn't, I didn't miss that. That was good. We're like five subjects behind. <laughs> We're still, you're still within the story. Clam chowder. <laughs> Do you know what I'm doing when I say that? I know what you're doing. There was, there was a bit on SNL years ago. It's one of my favorite <laughs> SNL bits, and I think it was Rob Morrow was the actor. Wow. 
And it was with uh, Northern Exposure, huh? It was Mike Myers, and I can't remember the other woman's name in 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 the skit. But they're they're sitting there talking about all different kinds of things, and uh, you know they start <laughs> talking about politics, and uh, then uh, they move on to talking about baseball, and then but Rob Morrow's character is jumping in with a response to the first subject they were talking about, okay. even though they're five subjects in, in, into the thing. They At one point, they start talking about Boston and the cab drivers in Boston and how, uh, yeah, the way they say, oh, you want to park your car? Uh, and then two two or three subjects later, you hear Rob Morrow go, clam chowder! <laughs> and they're like, what? what? <laughs> the cabbies in Boston, clam chowder! <laughs> And, and the funny thing is, the guy's name is Dave. No kidding. <laughs> Dave, Rob, that, Rob Morrow's yeah, character? He's like, Dave, that was five subjects ago. <laughs> so then he goes into the bathroom and finds a time machine and then sinks himself to have every line perfect <laughs> at every part of the conversation. So he's hitting them left and right. Clam chata! Perfect. I actually found the video, but it's six minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to play it's that. Too, it's too long, but uh, I just wanted you to know where that came from. Just so <laughs> when you hear me yelling that. All right, now we can move on uh, to the next topic. No, no, we're still. Talking oh, we're about still McDonald's. This is a big, this, this is a big, wow. important story, Dave. Okay. Uh, neighborhood residents, if qualified, will be hired to work at the restaurant. Oh, if oh, qualified, yeah. oh. man, they're setting the bar pretty high. You know. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence here in the South End. <laughs> My dream has always been to work at the McDonald's in the South End up to and including 2 a.m. <laughs> and uh, shrubbery and flowers will be planted. Uh, that's that's good. You and, want to beautify the neighborhood. And McDonald's and the South End Citizens Council will maintain an open line of communication. Well, that's important. It's called phones. Yeah, I would imagine... Uh, you would say, hey, what's going on down there? Uh, I found trash. Uh, <laughs> one, I found trash right down the street. Uh, how come you didn't pick it up? Because uh, it's a block and one inch over. Because <laughs> it's literally across we're, the street. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not responsible for trash that happens on York Street. <laughs> I don't understand that. It's like you know, you're, a, you're a block away and it's your responsibility. Yeah, that's not good. That's, that doesn't get a fly. I think, I, think, I think everything in your lot you are responsible for. Uh, are you going to tell that uh, pawn shop uh, down the street that uh, they're responsible for any kind of murders or killings that happens outside of that particular I wouldn't, area? I wouldn't even dream of telling them. Uh, while Massachusetts lawmakers and advocates push for a statewide change to establish Indigenous Peoples Day in lieu of Columbus Day, at least 20 towns have already changed the name of the holiday, citing the genocide of Native people that followed Columbus's travels and a desire to honor those whose lands and lives were taken. Columbus was and is a terrorist, Fairies Gray, Sagamore of the Punkanob tribe, told the Joint Committee on uh, State Administration and Regulatory Oversight that we celebrate these acts of terrorism says a lot about us as a culture. We are not responsible for actions that happened five years ago. We are responsible for what we do today. We need to get rid of Columbus Day. We're teaching our children that it's acceptable to do this to indigenous people. This is uh, acceptable to the Commonwealth and acceptable to the United States. We need to change this. I agree, and, I, and that's why I would uh, demand at this point that we are granted the day off. I am, so that uh, I may join you in this fight. I believe I am 2% Native American. And uh, with that qualification, we should be celebrating that holiday for everybody in the company. Absolutely. So you let's should... take the day off, all three of us. What do you say? Dave, okay. you in? I'm in. You're in. You're in, you're in by being out. I'm in. Let's do it. 
Northampton, Amherst, uh, Great Barrington, East Hampton, and uh, that's about it for around here that are recognizing everything else is out east. Did Christ do anything bad? Are we going to get rid of Christmas eventually too? What What was his track record on doing stuff that was bad? Well, Christ didn't do anything bad. Well, that's whole, okay. Okay, uh, good. So we got that going for peace us. Peace and love. Okay, and, uh, you know, just checking. I don't think uh, Christ. Uh, Decided to take a ship across the ocean. Well, there and, were uh, some people that thought that the uh, the turning water into wine was gauche because it was a chicken dinner after all, and mm. that you just don't want to you don't want to serve red wine with chicken. True, no, good point. White wine. Yeah, uh, I can turn wine into urine uh, very easily. <laughs> that's like magic. Yeah. So can that mailman we talked about? Oh wait, that's an old reference. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Clam chowder. Clam chowder. Uh, Cambridge Public Schools will be requiring students to get the COVID-19 vaccine by November 22nd. The Cambridge School Committee voted to approve the mandate for all age-eligible students to be vaccinated, and the mandate was posted on the school's website. Vaccination is one of our most important tools in the fight against COVID-19 and the efforts to maximize in-person learning for all students. However, if a student does not get vaccinated, they will not be excluded from school, but they will not be allowed to participate in any clubs or sports. So if you're on the football team, you're not allowed to play football. Right. Unless you got the vaccine. But you can infect everybody in science class. Well, isn't that how that works? Yes, I guess it is. Infecting everybody in science class? You can infect your lab partner. A uh, wedding photographer deleted wedding photos after she was denied a break to get something to eat and drink. And it's sparking conversation on social media. According to Newsweek, the unnamed photographer posted about her experience on Reddit's Am I the A-Hole forum. She said she had been working for six straight hours. We got. We should dive into that more. That that subreddit on Reddit is "Am I the a hole?" And it gives it scenarios good. of whether or not uh, you're the jerk or not in the situation. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she uh, she said that she had been working for six hours straight as a favor to the groom and bride for a flat rate of two hundred and fifty dollars, which the couple said is nothing for a ten hour event. 250 bucks seems way low. Way low. That's like that's like getting a photographer for free. You should have at least 1500 bucks. Well, if you, a, you you're uh, you've uh, done your share of weddings, right? As a as a DJ? Yeah. Typically, don't you also get not only your 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 fee, but don't they also include at least the meal? Like you get fed at most of these events? Yeah. Well, y- yes, but I don't expect it to be I don't expect to be fed. You're already paying me uh, a significant amount of money to do this event. Oh, especially you, because you charge way too much. Oh, I'm like uh, fifty thousand dollars. Oh, you're not you're not event. worth that at all. No, not at all. But uh, no, I don't expect to be fed. It, it that's not part, and let you. There are some DJs who work that out. Sure, they put that in the contract saying you owe me a meal uh, for being there all night. I don't expect that. I figure you're already paying enough. But most people include you anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, the, it's the, the right account. thing to do. And usually you're sitting at a vendor table, which is you and the photographer and whoever else. Okay. Uh, well, see, but if you're there. getting a guy for 250 bucks, yeah, the least you can do is give him a meal. Yeah, that's even, even for, if it's just a like a like a cupcake and a salad, soggy French fries. Well, the photographer said, "I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer." I take lots of photos of dogs all day and put them on my Facebook and Instagram. It's kind of my thing, if that makes sense. Which is why I said yes to this wedding, because the for bride two, is not that hot. For $250. After snapping photos throughout the ceremony and reception, the woman was looking forward to eating dinner and taking a break. However, the bride and groom denied her request. 
I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be a photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. The groom also told the photographer that she could not leave to get food. After reaching her tipping point, the woman deleted all of the photos she took Ooh, that day. Ooh, snap. Wow. wow. Evil. That is kind of crappy to do. I would just hold them hostage. Yeah, just, just don't deliver the, the the pictures until you get uh, some sort of satisfaction. But deleting them? Yeah. That, so, leaves, that leaves the whole... You almost have to get married a second time just to get a picture. Say, listen, uh, I have your pictures. You didn't let me eat. Luckily, there was a McDonald's open nearby mm -hmm. at 2 a.m. Yeah, the right. south one, end of Springfield. 1.50 a.m., and I uh, I got my Big Mac meal. But uh, you're not getting these pictures. See, we I mean, we we uh, we paid uh, and fed our uh, our DJ and our photographer. Mm -hmm. They they ate very well. Yeah, that's it's just the right thing to do. Sure, like offering, but I don't expect it. If you didn't offer it to me, I'm not going to say what a bunch of cheapskates didn't uh, offer me food. It wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. So if it's not part of the deal, then you can't expect it to be happening. But it sounds like she shouldn't have taken this job to begin with, and it sounds like she didn't really know how to work out any details about what was going to be expected of her. For $250. Yeah, no, no, you get what you pay for. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny uh, with a high of 73. Tomorrow, more of the same uh, with a high of 73. It's uh, 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, all brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's Fogbuster forecast in the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. If you Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 755, the great Steve Miller on Rock 102. <laughs> He's great. Oh, he is uh, He is terrific. He was great. Uh, the uh, the Mighty Oktoberfest is coming back to the student prints in the fort uh, this weekend. In fact, uh, it'll start uh, on Saturday, and uh, on, excuse me, on Friday, <clears throat> and run through every weekend throughout the month of October. Uh, this Friday, it's uh, Unforgettable Fire. Saturday, it's L.A.'s Backstage Pass. The week after that, it's Trailer Trash and Aquanet. And then the final weekend, Southern Rain and the Savage Brothers. Uh, always a great time at Oktoberfest. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. Oktoberfest is back at the Student Prince on Fort Street. What the hell's that? Sorry about that. It's <laughs> good luck to you on Rock 102. Uh Clam chowder. Clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> Clam chowder. Uh, yeah, so we're doing the tickets for the uh, Oktoberfest. 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 My, my headphone jack came out. Yeah. And then I had the, the headphone volume up way high. You turned the microphone on. So then when I uh, when I put it, uh, when I uh, finally plugged it in, that's where you get the feedback. That's that's what that, uh, I figured that's what that, uh, that was all about. Scott Zolak will be joining us in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about Patriots football, talk about last weekend, and what's coming up uh, this Sunday. It's uh, 7.56 on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the 350 Grill. Indulge. It's 8.08 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Of course, John O'Brien not here today, so filling in for him is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Present. On the phone list right now, good time to see, start talking about Patriots football again. Brought to you by the Lee Auto Group. It's Scott Zolak. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? Good. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Loud and clear. So uh, I, I can't hear you guys that well. Okay. I, I was hearing you fine until about five. There we go. How's mm -hmm. that sound? that a little better? There we go. That's better. Well, That's the right button. 
Go. <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of buttons to press through here, Scott. It's a, it's a very complicated we, we got situation. Still, still in producer day out there in Western Mass. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what a what a week this has been for uh, for the Patriots. I mean, you're, you're they're coming off the, the game with the with the Buccaneers. Uh, I know you probably you, you said you were going to talk to to Brady before and after the game. Did you have those conversations with him, or or were you not able to get to him? I talked to him after the game. I didn't. I did not talk to him before. What's What's unusual? He did not do his pr- regular pregame routine on the road. When buses arrive, he usually goes and sits on the visiting bench, um, and then FaceTimes his kid. He didn't. I think he didn't do it because I didn't. I don't think he wanted all the cameras on him and uh, to just play into that hype. He stayed underneath, met Mr. Kraft, and then uh, I was outside the Tampa locker room when um, after the game when he saw Bill walk down by himself and then. He banged the left right inside uh, their locker room, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> Never wow. saw that before, and it was like you could hear a pin drop with all the people underneath. Um, it was kind of raucous before that, but then when Bill came down, it's, it's like Darth Vader walking down the aisle, you know, and then everything gets quiet. <laughs> that start. Well, I mean, so what was the what was the tone of that? I mean, obviously he's walking out of there with a win, but it's 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 it, it had to be all bittersweet. Yeah, and I. I he was glad the week's over. I'm glad the week's over. I mean, I think Patriots fans are because I think I'll say it gives you closure. But he went out. And I hate this moral victory thing. I really do. But they played well. They really played well. Um, they held Tampa down pretty good. Um, I thought the you know Mac Jones outplayed Tom in that game, and I just think yeah. Tom emotionally had so much invested into that game. Friends, family, people up, and uh, you know I, I couldn't imagine accomplishing what he did. You know for 20 years, and then having to leave and come back and play in that building where, you know, that was your home field, man. Yeah. You know, he helped build that stadium. That sucked. It had to suck for him. But, you know, uh, people were pretty respectful of him, though. And I, I think there's very few New England athletes that could leave a team, come back, and still get, yeah. you know, a big bunch of love. I mean, there's him, there's Big Poppy, and, and, but but after that, it's a very, very small list. There's not. I mean, you, you think about Ray Bork, but, you know, Bruins weren't good. You know, Patriots are good when Brady left. You know, he still has game left. Or, you know, Ortiz retired. Yeah. So he had that send-off. Brady really had that, never really had that send-off. But uh, I'm proud of the fans. Like, they, they cheered him when he came out for warm-ups. So he got, he got a huge, huge ovation. And you had the Brady chant. But, man, once the game started, get his ass booed when he ran out there. And <laughs> yeah. uh, they were getting after him pretty good throughout the course of the game. Uh, you mentioned Mac Jones. And as a former quarterback, Scott, how tough is it to hit 19 consecutive completions for a rookie quarterback? I don't know. I never did it. We're <laughs> 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 asking the wrong guy. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the conditions were awful. It was, yeah. it was coming down pretty good sideways. Uh, it wasn't windy that night, but. It's one of those nasty wet rains um, that I think did. I think it affected Brady's game, and mm-hmm. he played. You know, he he played well usually in it, and the ball was selling on him. Yep, Mac was Mac was accurate throughout the night. I was impressed the way he played. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of people are, are are second guessing that decision to go for that field goal at the end of the game. I I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not so sure. I second guess that at all. You know, if if you know, worst case scenario, you're putting the ball back into the hands of the greatest quarterback of all yep. time. I mean, to me. I think he made the right choice. Yeah, Bill's going to go for the win. That's what Bill does. Um, you can sit there and second-guess it all you want. In the flow of the game, I didn't second-guess it. I kind of understood it. Uh, you know, Mac wasn't great on that on that drive. The drive prior, he was 7-7 seven to seven to six different receivers. He got that. He got. I thought they got a gift on a Hunter Henry P.I. down the middle of the field. That was a bad ball. 
There was another iffy ball that was thrown that was caught, but then that third down got batted. And I think at that point they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in his range. And I, I know that Folk hit a 58-yarder in warm-ups. So, you know, that's in the back of their minds. And it was raining in warm-ups. It's not like the conditions change through the game. And you get a dry ball in there, a kicking ball. But um, I don't know. I, I, hey, he kicks that six inches more to the right. They win the damn game. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the Patriots' running, running attack, the rushing attack, was almost non-existent. What does that look like this week against the weak Houston Texans team? It's got to be better, but, I mean, we got both tackles in COVID protocol. So, uh, you know, you got Isaiah Wynn and, um, you know, the other guy in, in protocol. I don't I don't know what the details are. I don't know if it, you have, I think you have to post two negative tests within five days to get back in, and they'll be able to. The problem is we're traveling Saturday. Yeah. So two days from now, they got to get on a plane. I don't know if it's going to be a private plane or the team plane. Um so, like, I don't know how you practice throughout the course of the week with any continuity because uh, they're not allowed to do that. You know, so, uh, I mean, Texans are a bad team. Uh, they, they really are. I mean, other than Whitney Merciless up front, their front seven, they should be able to run the ball on this team. Well, I don't they, care who blocked. They were awful last week. That's, that's for damn sure. Well, they never committed to it. Mm-hmm. Tampa was Tampa's phenomenal on the front seven. I mean, they could run, they could hit their athletic. You got forget about Indomitian and Sue and all those other David. Um, White, yeah, they, they got a lot of guys that could freaking run. So the way to beat them was to throw it and go after Rich. Richard Sherman looked terrible. Yep. You know, their, their other starting corner, their best corner, got hurt in the game, looked like he tore his quad. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd attack the outside like they did. That was the best way to win that game. So did Belichick do that on purpose because of the yeah. weakness of the secondary for Tampa Bay? So they, hey, we got to throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're, you're running into a brick wall in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you have to run it to keep them honest, but. The way the kid was handling, meaning Mac Jones, handling the night, yeah, I just think they kept feeding him the passes. Mm-hmm. So uh, yesterday the Patriots trade uh, Stephon Gilmore for a draft pick, uh, a 2023 sixth-rounder uh, yesterday to uh, to Carolina. What's what's I mean, with the you know, the cap space being what it is, I mean, you don't want to lose a guy who's that good, but on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, what, what choice do the Patriots really have? Well, these, these negotiations suck. Uh, because Gilmore wasn't going to play for seven million, so I I think he could have played if they gave him the money. The sad part is you spent two hundred fifty million dollars in the off season, and it's on players that you kind of know that are good players in the league, but you don't know for sure how it fits in your team and your locker room and your system. You knew what Gilmore did. Gilmore was huge for this team. Um, I'm impressed with Steph's done. I mean, he's kept his mouth shut through this whole thing. I, I think he won the negotiations. Went to a team close to home. He's back home. He's got a house right next to the GM for the for the Carolina Panthers, so uh, this kind of a homecoming for him. And hey, he's going to make his money. He's a good player. I mean, hey, corners and quarterbacks and receivers in this game—they're the highest paid guys for what they do, and you can't find many of them. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like the Patriots box themselves into a corner. They had fifty, something like fifty-four thousand dollars left in cap space. There's nothing you can do with that. I mean, well, and, and then he used the injury against the guy. See, the problem is you gave him that five million. You you accelerated five million dollars of his money a year ago. He got the bump. Full well known that he's only going to make seven the next year. So why do you give a guy fifteen fifteen million in a year last year, which you really call it a reset year, right? Right. So you had Joe. You forget you had Joe Tooney franchise at twelve million for a guard. So you're going to pay all these guys money during a reset year, and then when the real year counts this year, you don't have those guys because you don't want to pay. Right? This is uh, Scott Zolak on the on the phone. You know, one of the big stories this week, and, and it's not. Patriots related necessarily, but you, you could apply this to any any team situation. The the Urban Meyer uh, thing in in Jacksonville, oh. 
Uh, you know, obviously, yeah. when you're when you're ass grabbing in a bar, that's going to be seen in a bad way, especially if there's multiple camera angles. But the thing that I don't really understand is, I mean, this is a guy that's lost four games in a row. It's a team that's lost 19 straight games going back, you know, well into last season. This is a terrible football team, and the guy doesn't take the team playing back with the rest of the team. Take you know, diverts himself to Columbus. You know, to me that just yeah. You know, if you're a player, I would imagine there, there's a certain expectation that if the coach has on me as a player, I need to also have the the same expectation of being all on the same page and on the team with the head coach as well. Not to mention the owner of the Jaguars. Yeah, as well. well, he's not very happy yeah, about mean, it I, either. Yeah, I feel bad for Shaq Connor. I mean, he's a good guy. Uh, he wants to win. He's trying to win down there. He's trying to create a good culture. He built this guy uh, a complex to, to his specifications, meaning Meyer. Meyer's a goofball. I mean, he, he, look at his track record over the years. Now, he won at the collegiate level, but he bounced, blamed it on health issues. Um, my wife doesn't know much about, you know, Jacksonville football or who the hell Urban Meyer is. She's seen the video. And uh, she goes, I don't know who this guy is, but if you ever did this, don't even come home. Just, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll pack your crap. We'll leave it outside. And I'm like, it's, it's one of the dumbest things you can do. Yeah. I mean, and, and nowadays with cell phones, and shoot, I've been out of the league after my second, third year of all the stage diving crap. They had cell phones back in the day. We'll leave it. Well, so, yeah, the, the, the thing that dumb. I'm – It's stupid. The thing that That's I'm a bad example for his team. You know, yeah, he, he lost his locker room. You know? I, totally, now he's got a precedent for guys. The you know? thing that I hear is, you know, so he he apologizes to everybody who will listen: the owner, his family, his kids, yeah, and and the players. And what I'm hearing is there were players who were literally laughing in his face as he was apologizing. You yeah. lose a team like that, you're four games into the season. You're not getting them for the rest uh, for the for the other twelve games. It just it's never going to happen. Part, that part is they played pretty well against Cincinnati. You know, and Cincinnati's a good team. They were three and one and going into that game. Um, you got the young quarterback. His development affects everything. It affects the whole organization. All the money, all the guaranteed money you gave this clown. I think he's making over seven million a year. So think about that. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> we had those type of jobs, right? No kidding. Yeah, Jags are four point underdogs against the Titans this weekend. I would, <laughs> I would bet against I'd the take Jags. The Titans I'd yes, take the sure Jags. you would. Yeah, I mean, I just you guys are close to MTM. Shoot, you can't afford <laughs> to Massachusetts, so that sucks. Yeah, but that yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe one of these days if you hold your breath real hard. But uh, but as far as like you, you know, pass out. But it, but as far as as you know, his longevity in that team, I can't imagine they allow this to go on much longer. I mean, you've you've invested a lot into this guy and he has been nothing but a disappointment since the very beginning. It's not a team that can afford much many more losses in this season. No, and it, you know, offense coordinator's Darren Bevel. Bevel's been around the league for a while. Like they got the natural guy they could go to, uh, but hey, I put him on a short leash. I, I watch him the next two weeks and if the team doesn't respond, I get the hell out because it's a seventeen game se- regular season. It's a long season. Um, last thing you want is the you know the team to be laughing at this guy as he tries to lead you. I was uh, I was listening to you and Bob on the uh, on the broadcast on 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 Sunday, and you you could definitely tell that there was a mood about uh, you know last Sunday's game. I I I don't know if you if you if you felt more amped up about it, or you're just glad oh, yeah. that this weekend's going to be a normal game no. with uh, with with less uh, in, enthusiasm about it. No, I hate these type of games. I hate calling these type of games because there's no energy, no juice in the building. That place is amped. It was like uh, uh, Bob and I said, we, we compared it to the divisional round against the Ravens, you know, a couple of years ago when you were down 14. Yep. You know, and you came back to the Amendola, the, the Edelman, or Edelman to Amendola game. 
um, AFC title type atmosphere. Yeah, that's that's what it was. It was old Gillette, and uh, we might get it for the Cowboys in, in another week. But after that, we'll see. You know, all right, win. Very good, uh, Scott Zolak. Great to talk to you. Brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, right, Scott. Scott. Scott Zolak. It's eight twenty one on Rock one hundred two. The six of Baxton O'Brien of Rock 102. You miss any part of the uh, the Baxton O'Brien show, you can always check out the Baxton O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and directly on BaxtonO'Brien.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest, Rick Wakeman from Yes, he'll be coming to the Academy of Music on the 15th of October. So he'll be in the area, and uh, you can check that out on BaxtonO'Brien.com. You know, uh, you can go back and listen to the podcast and hear that uh, great Scott Zolak interview. What you won't hear is uh, Scott uh, demanding that we only call him 15 seconds before the song ends to go <laughs> on the radio. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, how many times do you really want to hear the Black Crows? Uh, I don't know. I've been doing it for at least 17 years yeah, now, but, each but, and every day. But Zolak doesn't have to do anything Zolak doesn't want to do. No, he's, he's a star. And, and, he's, and he's great, by the way. That segment is fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. He's had another guy that was way better, but then he went work for another radio. Yeah, yeah we were talking no, about that. We're talking yeah. about that. Oh, but what are you well. gonna What are you gonna do? But nevertheless, uh, you know, he's. Uh, could you maybe extend it to like thirty five seconds before the end of the song, or forty uh, seconds? He was very curt with me and told me that uh, he didn't want to be on hold for more than fifteen to twenty seconds. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh. Wow. That's we that's, should all wish that. And, and no green M and M's. Damn it. <laughs> 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 I didn't realize the 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 extent of the rider for uh, for Scott Zolak was so stringent. Yeah, where's my rider? Uh, you know what? I demand that there be mold in this building. And well, whoa, lucky you, Steve. <laughs> Although we just got these industrial sized uh, dehumidifiers all of a sudden. Yeah. That's that's sucking every. I'm starting to raisin it so dry out there right now. Hey, listen, uh, we let a problem get so bad that it becomes a health issue. We have to do something about it. So we put uh, dehumidifiers <laughs> well, in the basement. Well, you wouldn't want to do something, uh, you know, in advance of a problem, would you? Oh no, 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 God no! Why would you want to take preventative measures? No, pre- no proactive actions yeah. here. That petri dish is about to walk away with the legs. <laughs> can you gone. use raisin as a verb, by the way? I is think, that allowed or not? I think you can. Okay, good job then. But I also know, <laughs> and, and and maybe. If a scientist is out there, it can uh, they can you know, either confirm or the dice. I don't believe petri dishes should ever be shaved. No, I but we're at the point now where it needs a good shave. Oh, you need a good Gillette to uh, <laughs> shave that uh, peach fuzz right off. It's eight twenty-eight. News is next. Rock one hundred two. Eight a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots. Eight thirty-two with Max and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. We have a uh, dense fog alert in the area. Dense fog is prevalent in most of the Pioneer Valley locations right now, and sheltered areas near bodies of water. Visibility is dropping to less than a half a mile within the dense fog. Drivers are urged to leave plenty of space between vehicles and use low beam headlights. Like a nine-mile pond, you can only see the first half mile. Yeah, which uh, really makes it only eight and a half mile pond, which you can't even see, right? Because of the because uh, of the dense fog. The uh, d- fog should be dissipating uh, between now and eleven a.m. So just be careful out there. There's also uh, still more traffic in Westfield this week as they continue to pave Route 20. 
which uh, luckily, again, is not a very heavily traveled road. Yeah, no one uses that one. Not uh, not especially in uh, in Westfield, uh, but that's by the, uh, the the Westfield shops there. So stay out of the area. Stay out! So that's why you were delayed in Westfield. Yes, because you were waiting for the road to be paved. This year's uh, uncertainty surrounding the Holyoke mayor's seat has left many questions among residents. I know I had a lot of questions. Did You're you not a resident, though. No, but uh, as an outsider, I feel like, uh, well, I, I was a resident at one time, years ago. Okay, but... Uh, about a year. So uh, so, so, what are, the big, what are the big questions? At a news conference yesterday, acting Mayor Terry Murphy joined by mayoral candidates Joshua Garcia and Michael Sullivan and explained this year's transition of power. It's going to be a little bit different uh, than in the past because former Mayor Alex Morse left early. So here's the timeline. November 2nd is Election Day. Holyoke residents will elect... Uh, Michael Sullivan or Joshua Garcia. The winner will be officially sworn in days later on November 15th. This is a few weeks earlier than normal. The newly elected mayor will finish out Morse's term. Usually the more uh, mayor would take um, uh, office on January 3rd. But because of Morse, they're doing it early. Murphy said they both agreed and I have agreed that we will all work together in the transition in the meantime to make sure that they are as ready to go on November 15th as possible. So it's not going to be a hostile overthrow of, a, of an existing government. No, I don't think uh, you're going to have a lot of Morse uh, supporters uh, storming City Hall. You don't think the, so? No. With uh, with pitchforks and uh, Viking helmets? Uh, Viking helmets, uh, stealing Morse's laptop, uh, taking it with you somewhere. Sitting in his very important uh, chair. Yeah, putting his feet up on the desk. All right. Well, that's... That, that'll be Danny Soskovich. You know, <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> it's good to be back. Well, I'm just here to take back what's mine. <laughs> okay, Danny. Uh, that Springfield drinking water that has a high level of high five in it, it's safe to drink. But they've made this big to-do about it on 22 News. Well, what about that whole discussion about uh, possible cancers and whatnot? Well, the level isn't that much that it would cause those things immediately. <laughs> oh, I see. So is there, a, is there a certain limit to how much I can drink before I get very sick and die? Yeah, we're just kicking the cancer down the road, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, time. I see what I did there. there. That's, yeah. that's good. Very clear. Uh, the most significant measure you can take to reduce your exposure to HA5 is to use bottled water for drinking or preparing beverages and food that retain water, such as oatmeal or pasta. Bottled water sold in Massachusetts must meet all federal drinking water wa, drinking water quality standards, mm. and if originating in Massachusetts, must also meet state drinking water quality requirements. You know, I know after a hard, rigorous workout, the one thing that always refreshes me is a big, giant mug of hot oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, oatmeal is uh, it's a good start to the day, Bax. I'm surprised you didn't know that. No, well, I mean, that sounds very healthy, but yeah. that's not something I would ever do. Oatmeal is like vomit. It, I don't know why anybody well, eats it. It tastes a little bit like uh, like cardboard, unless you're putting all them all them sugars and fruity things inside. Well, that's, yeah, why that, you, that's okay. That's yeah. why you buy the Quaker Oat guy with the uh, the blueberry or the strawberry. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, got right. a little sugar powder in it. That's the good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff. Pfizer is asking the U.S. government to allow use of its COVID-19 vaccine in children ages 5 to 11. If regulators agree, shots could begin within a matter of weeks. Pfizer had already announced uh, that a lower dose of the vaccine worked and appeared safe in a study of the youngsters. What Pfizer. are we doing with the uh, fetus to 5 demo? 
Uh, you can't do the fetus to five demo yet. They haven't figured that one out. Mm. Pfizer and its German partner uh, BioNTech on Thursday uh, officially filed its application with the FDA. FDA's advisors are scheduled to debate the evidence later this month. Until now, the vaccine was available only uh, to people as young as 12, and many parents and pediatricians are clamoring for, uh, for protection for younger kids. Now, since I got the Pfizer shots earlier, I can qualify to get the Pfizer booster shot they're giving out at the mall, right? Yeah, I can do you, that, right? Yeah, you can, just, uh, you can just go ahead and schedule an appointment and do that. All right. Uh, I guess I'll do it. I mean, I get, I get the flu shot as well. Get them all at once. Because, because of your age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, it comes. Age comes with perks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the uh, the first right uh, of refusal for a vaccine booster. Excellent. So now the, uh, I'm I'm uh, you know, I'm Moderna. Yes. So I don't. Uh, there's no booster being talked about yet, right? Or or being offered? Not yet. Not for Moderna. Pfizer only. Uh, I think there was a Johnson and Johnson one. I think. I can't be sure about that. I thought I heard that. I don't know of anybody. I, I'm sure people have gotten the Johnson, but I, I don't know of anybody who... Uh... You never had a double Johnson on you? No. <laughs> I'm a one Johnson at a time type guy. Uh, well, that's not what I heard. Well, listen, you did. But Swallow Hollow. Who are you going to believe? Uh, me or all your friends? Have you, uh, have you introduced Dave here to Swallow Hollow? No, I haven't. That's really up for Dave to decide on, uh, on his own. I think uh, you and Dave would be perfect. To, to Dave, go how do you feel about a lifetime of discovery? Is that a, is that a hot spot that I need to visit here? It's, no, uh, it's a beautiful scenic area <laughs> off I-91 ah. in Holyoke. Yeah, I can only uh, imagine the way you guys are describing it. Yeah, there uh, used to be a place back in central New York that was kind of like that as well, which was called Pickle Park. Pickle Park. Yes. Yeah. So if it's kind of like Pickle Park, I'm good. Huh. Uh, you can take a bus there mm-hmm. uh, with your brother Jack, and you're like, whoa, 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 stop the bus and let my brother Jack off. Ah. <laughs> you see what I did there? I, I see did. what Again, you very did. Clever. That's like a, that's like a all, disgusting play on words. It's the whole thing. Uh, but Swallow Hollow, that's a, that's a place you need to familiarize well, yourself with. Okay. Dave. All well, right. You wanna be, if you're going to be new in town, you want to know all the... Uh, all the hot spots. You want to you want to find about the local flavor. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chin chowder being served up there. That's what's going on. Clam chowder. Chin chowder. <laughs> Anyhow, a Facebook executive is pushing back on the whistleblower's claims, supported by the company's own internal research, that the social network's products harm children and fuel polarization in the U.S. market. Monica Bickert, Facebook's head of global uh, policy management, told the AP Wednesday that Facebook does not uh, prioritize engagement over safety. Bickert says the reason the reason Facebook researchers uh, researches teens what researches teen well being on Instagram is so that it can build better products and uh, features to support them. Whistleblowers Francis Hagen, however. Uh, testified before the Senate Tuesday that Facebook knows that vulnerable people are harmed by its systems and has not made meaningful changes to prevent it. Hmm. Yeah, of course the company is going to say, no, we don't do that. You're not going to just admit to that. You know, um, that's how you're making money. There's all kinds of things that are uh, bad for uh, for the youngsters. And, uh, you know, if you're a if you're an active, say, involved parent that uh, looks after what your kid does in the world mm-hmm. it shouldn't really be a problem it's you know it's when your kids are kind of left to their own devices and you're not involved in either following them or being a facebook friend or on instagram or 
following their Snapchats. And when when you're not uh, when you're not involved yeah. in that stuff, that's when problems occur. Which uh, you know is is an easy way to to place the blame. But you know, when you have a company, you know that that's not feasible. You not every person is gonna adhere to that. Listening to your child, being with your child, getting involved in what your child is doing. Right, but when There's they all, get, but when your kid gets in trouble, you shouldn't be terribly surprised if you weren't paying attention. No, if you're, that's that's a different uh, beast, though. We're talking about like the you know the the bullying and the and the online stuff, and mm-hmm. and they're kind of promoting that. That's what they're saying that they're showing these young girls like pictures of. Uh, you know, eating disorder, uh, women to, to uh, you know, you need to kind of look uh, this way or that way. Right. So that's like the, the thing that's detrimental to somebody's development as a kid. You're not going to be able to keep any kid off of social media. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, there's just too many ways. For, you could say, I could say in my house, yeah, there's no social media going on here. But I don't know what they're doing when they go over to their friend's house. Mm-hmm. I can't control what goes on over there. No, but if you're following them, you can, can sometimes be alerted to when they're doing stuff. What, like following them on social media? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if you, the kid doesn't have social media in your house, yet going to another friend's house, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe that kid's letting well, them set up accounts. There's only, there's only so much you can do to protect your kid. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not... I'm not saying that the you know kid's not going to do stuff behind your back. That's what being a kid is all about. Um, it's going behind your parents' back and trying to get away with as much crazy crap as you can get away with. Urban I mean, Meyer can speak to that. Absolutely. I had a friend that I would go over to his house in the afternoon after school, and uh, his parents were never home. So we got to do all crazy kinds of stuff. Sure. Like drink peach snaps from his old man's <laughs> liquor cabinet. And would you have given up that experience for anything? Yeah, I would. Uh, I, it scares the crap out of me now, thinking that my kids could be doing the same thing in a few years. Sure, but in the moment, though, you had a good time, though, didn't you? We you did. learned we, a lot uh, from that experience. We, uh, we took out guns and we were like shooting <laughs> targets in the backyard. All right, see, peach schnapps. Well, you're answering my question. Yeah, well, nothing bad could happen there. Nothing. No. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> Police, and we didn't even have social media. That was a. Uh, that was just come on over. You like this? Yes, I do. Let's do this. <laughs> Police have arrested a student suspected of opening fire during a fight at his Dallas area high school, leaving four people injured. Police say 18-year-old Timothy George Simpkins fled from Timberview High School in Arlington. He was taken into custody Wednesday afternoon and is being held on $75,000 bail in the Arlington jail on three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Authorities say one of the victims is in critical condition at a hospital. Another person who was hurt is in good condition, while a third person suffered minor abrasions and is expected to be released from the hospital later Wednesday. The fourth person who was hurt did not require treatment at a hospital. Now, the news isn't saying anything about what caused this young man to really uh, get involved in the the shooting thing. Right. Uh, But there is video uh, that is being wildly, uh, widely circulated uh, of this kid getting his ass kicked earlier in the day. And then he comes back to the school with a gun to get Hmm. revenge. Hmm. You know, they're showing the video of the kid getting, you know, because everybody takes out their phones. Yep. Watching the kid get his ass kicked, and then, you know, he's a little kid, sure. and his big kid is, like, beating the piss out of him. And then uh, then later on, there's another video clip. I don't know if it was in the same day or it was the day before what happened, but it was two consecutive clips melded together where these kids are sitting in the classroom, and all of a sudden you hear gunshots going off. Yeah, It's crazy. Scary. It's crazy. Hey, speaking of which, did we ever hear anything more about that uh, video? 
from the uh, the Big E that that fight in the midway? No, you're never going to hear about that. They don't. The Big E doesn't want you to know about well, that. The, and but of course, they let it out, but they're not going to. They're not going to. They don't want to talk about it anymore. No, so, I know that, but the I mean the the you know the fair is over. Yeah, you know, it, it would be interesting to find out uh, you know what uh, started that rumble. Because that was a that was a good little uh, fair fight right there. Well, I'm I'm guessing alcohol might have been involved at the Big E. I'm just guessing. Where are you gonna find alcohol at all four corners of the Big E? And uh, you know the uh, out of sight, out of mind technique by the Big E people. Uh, oh yeah, we have fights every once in a while. It just it just happens. Well, that's probably true, but it's not always caught on video and then distributed on social media. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I, I don't think you're ever going to hear any follow-up That's story. Too bad. I bet you there's a lot more stuff that goes on there than you even hear about. Oh, I, but that's true of everything. Well, it's like the casino. You know how much crime goes on at that casino that you're never going to hear about? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because, because they got their, they, they've got their own security uh, right. situation And they there. don't want to put themselves in a bad light saying this is not a place that people want to be. Right. So we're not going to tell you that what happened. I know, but it would be really interesting to find out whether this is a uh, you know a rumble that started off of some you know baked potato disagreement or you know like a like a like a like a cream puff uh you know controversy. I mean like you know, what was yeah. it? What was that one thing that said, well, "You know what? Here, here's I'm going to I'm going to punch you right in the suck." A guy hitting on another guy's chick. Yeah, that's my that's bet. So that's so nineteen. Now it still happens. It yeah, still just, happens. Come on, we're living in. We're living in. It's it's twenty twenty one already. If 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 a, if a if a if a girl can't at least dance with another guy in front of her boyfriend, then what really is the point of anything anymore? Uh, a man in Taiwan named Yi recently wore himself out cleaning, so he decided to take a nap. He took off his clothes and laid down on the floor. Right. Well, he just cleaned the floor, right? Yeah, but okay. at some point he was woken up by a sharp pain in his groin, so he looked down and saw a centipede on his penis. Apparently it had bit his man jewels and was uh, still latched onto them. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Ye freaked and crushed the centipede in his fist, but he still needed medical attention, so he went to the hospital and got patched up. But here's something he didn't see coming. Yee's insurance company contacted him and told him he was entitled to a payout due to the bite. Mm. It's unclear how much he got, but they covered his loss of income while he recovered. Wow. I got to tell you, I, I, if I'm taking a nap anywhere, I'm, I'm keeping some clothes on. I don't I don't want uh, anything, you know, gnawing on my junk. Mm. <laughs> anything, you know, any, you know, I don't want some sort of weird infestation. Yeah, uh, that's got to be pretty painful. I knew a guy who uh, once told me about uh, a tick he had on his testicle. Really? Yeah, and he was yelling to his wife, Mary, there's a tick on my balls! <laughs> From the shower. And he had to remove said tick oh, yeah. in order to get it off because she wouldn't help. She wouldn't help? No. Was yeah. there like a bullseye developing? Uh, I don't know what was going on, but he had been walking his dog through, uh, you know, uh, tall grass. Oh, I and know. Then went to go take a shower mm, after yeah, the walk yeah. and found the tick on the sack. Oh, my God. Uh, I believe that's a chumpsicle. <laughs> I don't know if that's... 
the official word for something like that. The woofing monkey? I don't know. No? No. No? Uh, nope. about the uh, about the bobbit punch? <laughs> I don't. You get that? That's an old one. That's right? an old one. That's a good reference. Clam chowder. Yeah. Yeah, the story about this five years behind. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, fog tapering off this morning around 11 a.m. And then uh, going to be mostly sunny for the rest of the day with a high of 73. Tomorrow more the same with a high of 73. It's 53 right now in downtown.